Yes, it's a Science Patrol, your Ultraman podcast. And now the hosts of Science Patrol, Rich Conroy and Pat Rooney. Hello and welcome to the 12 Days of Ultraman 2023, day two, here on the Science Patrol, your Ultraman podcast. My name is Rich Conroy, and with me as always is the man powered by eight tiny reindeer, Santa's biggest helper, Mr. Patrick Rooney. Hey everybody, how are you? Uh, ho, 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 Pat, how are you? Yes, ho, ho, ho. <laughs> so, we're here as usual, uh, day after Boxing Day. Uh, how many rounds did you go last night? <laughs> I tapped out in the third. But, uh... We're going to talk today about the third episode of Ultraman, the Ultimate Hero, or Ultraman Powered. Right. Um, a quartet of creatures. Yes, indeed. And so uh, I I was looking at the cast, Go ahead. and I'm like, Jeffrey Combs is in this? Jeffrey Combs is in a movie called The Reanimator. Okay. He's, he's a reasonably... He's an actor. I've big, heard yeah, the he's a big, like, big enough. He's big for an Ultraman America show. Like, okay. This is, you know, like and, you said, it's the 90s, so maybe he wasn't right. huge at that time. I don't know when he did, I don't know when he did um, Reanimator. Reanimator. That's you. a good question. Um, so, it, this is a, basically a remake of the um, 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 the Lawless Monster Zone from the original Ultraman. I kind of figured that's yeah. exactly what it was. Yeah. And I have questions, considering there are four monsters, and I'm going to... Ask this question now. Years. Two copies of Red King. Mm-hmm. One's supposed to be male, one's supposed to be female. Sure. Okay. Which one is the... I don't know. Who cares? <laughs> Who cares? What does it matter? <laughs> Honestly. What does it matter? The, the story works both ways. What the, the, Like I said, it does work both ways. Yeah. I'm just thinking that the redder of the Red Kings is the male. I but think it's the female because that's how neat... No. That is how nature works. No. The peacock is the one with that's the what I'm, Okay, so that's what so, I'm saying. Yeah. Nature works. That's probably the male, because he's like, hey, check me out in my big red torso, baby. Yeah, Come on. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so he was in... Um, Jeffrey Combs was in... He's still working. God bless him. Um, where the hell is... Oh, God, I'm only in 2009? Oh. Sweet Fancy Moses. All right. Um, do, 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 reanimator in 1985. So he's already been in like and stuff. He was in From Beyond. He was on Beauty and the Beast. Okay, uh, the, the television show. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Dead Man Walking. Um, okay. he was in that. He was in Freddy's Nightmares, Robot Jocks, Bride of Reanimator. Of course. Of course. Yeah. The Giver, The Flash, the original Flash TV show. Okay. Life goes on. He was on that. I don't remember. But that was the kid with Down syndrome. No, I know. Yeah. I know, I know. Well, I'm not saying you remember, remember him. Person. No. Why would you? But yeah, he 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 ran relatively famous. He put for this, this in show. between Necronomicon, the Book of the Dead. He does a lot of Lovecraft movies, apparently. And Sisters, a TV series. Okay. That I don't remember. Who the hell was in this? I have no idea. Celia Ward, Rosie Perez. Not a shot. Yeah. Swoozy Kurtz? Yep, nope. I know nope. Swoozy Kurtz. Oh, and that's not another Rosie Perez. It just says Swoozy Kurtz. Okay. Yeah, no idea. No but idea. yeah, best actor in the whole show. Okay. Don't, no, I mean today. Today? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was like, Jeffrey Combs. So <laughs> we come open up on, and I put Jeffrey Combs with an exclamation point. And then Great Value Adrian Barbeau was there too. <laughs> 
I was trying to figure out. <laughs> That's who she looks like. She, she looks she like, the, you know, the cheaper but version. We have Adrian Barbeau at home. Adrian Barbeau <laughs> at home. Yeah. So then uh, we see, you know, them doing stuff. They're trying to film. Uh, they're trying to film Chandler. Could he be any more stationary? Oh, good God. Yeah, I'm going to keep doing that one. I, and I can't blame you for doing that mm-hmm. one. But this monster, I don't know how his wings are supposed to work. I get his arms. Maybe they're vestigial. Or vestigial. How are you pronouncing Vestigial. That? Oh, the third pronunciation. Yeah. All right. <laughs> sure. But one of them is what I'm saying. <laughs> I can see that he's got his hands... To where the bend of the wing would be, and then the rest is just kind of flopping around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But how does that work? He does. They're 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 just decorative at this point. Okay. So, okay. Uh, by the way, this was a 1994 directed video, and in April 27th, 1995, in Japan. Okay. Uh, directed okay. by King Wilder, written by Hiroshi Yamaguchi, and a 5.8 percent viewer rating, which is again less than a lot of my mm. Documentary film crew working in South America has discovered a place where gigantic prehistoric monsters freely roam the land. Exactly. As they did millions of years ago. Mm-hmm. <sighs> when the crew's gear mysteriously disappears, along with their only method of calling for aid, Winter does come to the rescue. So, um, they're talking about, like, oh, our camping gear was stolen, and somebody mentions, uh, Oh, well, there's packs of drifting marauders, and I was like, "It's my new band name, right there." <laughs> drifting, marauders. drifting marauders. Could see that? Yeah, it's gonna be great. <laughs> They're recording stuff on the world's thickest laptop. Oh, good god! Like, and it's got the worst. Like, it's like beep. Yeah, <laughs> beep. <laughs> you know, like, oh, those are great laptop sounds, you guys. Thanks. Thank you. Good god. Beep. <laughs> But and then they show a battle. Well, first, hold on. Go before Sorry, before we get, get to there. that, they, they talk about the native guide and, like, all oh, the guys are jerking this and that. And uh, there's a, they're watching this Chandler, and it's just kind of moping around, not doing anything. And then there's what they think is an earthquake, but really, it's Red King. Right. And boy, does he look great. It, the monster design. Yeah, on they Red all King. look fantastic. They really do. Yeah, like I said, the Chandler, I don't understand the wings, but it's it fine. looks fantastic. Chandler's wings in the original were stubby little things. Too. Okay, okay, yeah, fine. fine. So, but like he comes in, and he's all like hunched over. I like they don't make him a straight up corn cob anymore. Right, he's hunched. He's got a dewlap. Oh, it's great. Right, he's got it's those so crinkly creepy. hands, and his eyes look like he's doing meth. I've been up for a week and a half. I'm <laughs> ornery and looking for a fight. Now let's do this. <sighs> and again, these battles that they have. <laughs> I'm just pushing each other. I believe I call this fighting style. Come on, quit it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on, quit it. Quit it. Stop, quit it. No, you quit it. <laughs> God, no. no, come on, it's terrible. So, um, we we show that uh, they do take the, <laughs> the one thing they're talking about survival of the fittest is the first law of the jungle, despite the fact this takes place in the mountains. But uh, <laughs> I know, I know. Um, probably Bronson Canyon because that's where would it be the easiest yeah. to do it. Um, and then they go, they cut to winter headquarters and they use a muted trumpet uh, to show that the outdated jokes are funny. 
Oh, you mistook a long-haired gentleman for a girl. Ha <laughs> ha. <laughs> and it's like, oh, yeah. God. The jokes in this one fall completely. The joke. I yeah. think that's the joke. <laughs> it just fell completely flat. You're yeah. like, dudes, I, uh, was it funny in the yeah. 90s? Maybe? And I was like, yeah, and Combs is out acting the rest of this cast by miles. A mile and a half. And, but great value, Adrian Barbeau is quite good as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know if she's done anything else. I don't think so. I, I didn't find anything for her. It wouldn't make sense that she would have. That, you well, know, they she, used it for she's done episode. TV and stuff. Oh, no, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. But anyway. Um, but yeah, so they, they then the captain's like, oh, there's these people being, uh, they're trapped by monsters. Let's go. So they get in the big ship and they take off and go down. Right. Fine. Which, Perfectly great. Great shot. And me being me, mm. I tried to figure out how long it would take by plane to get from San Diego, roughly, to Guyana, yeah. which is where it's supposed to take Right, us. right. That's yeah. right. There's no direct flights, so you don't know. <laughs> you have to go from California to New York and then back down again. Okay. Th- that's fine. Um, but first off, this thing probably flies like the Concorde. I'm guessing, yeah, right? I'm not like, disagreeing. I'm just, I just so looked it up for random just to see if it made any sense. Yeah, and I'm going to say, and I'm going to use scientific term, pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, for a 30 minute show yeah. yesterday, pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I was like, you know, the Chandler suit looks good. The red, the red king the red suit, king suit is phenomenal. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, funny story. When they went to shoot this, they realized that they left the yellow red king suit back at the shop. Right? So they had to stuff the Red King suit into a car, like oh in the back no. of a hatchback. There is a picture of it. I cannot oh find it no. right now. But there's a picture of, like, like a Volkswagen Golf, like one of the little itty-bitty ones. Uh-huh. Hatch open, just a suit, the, the legs and, and the tail stuffed in there. Like, Red King's like, all right, fellas, go! <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's that's awesome. They're like, could you imagine you're driving down the highway in California? You're like, was that Red King in a hatchback? <laughs> nah, nah, <laughs> couldn't <laughs> couldn't have been. There's no possible. <laughs> um, the Chandler is of course named Chandra in this for some reason. Which it's fine. It's, it's fine. fine. So, uh, cornered in a mountain cavern by the ferocious female Red King and an ancient flightless bird called. Chandra or Chandler. Yeah. Then they they find that they find all their equipment and hey, who's guarding it? Big one. <laughs> and this big one, the suit, grotesque. Absolute. I mean, awesomely grotesque. Yes. That's so I said he's grotesque, but I love him. Yeah. I mean, the teeth. It's got great expressions. Oh, good there's God. a lot of money in that suit. There's there's. Uh, you know, servos in the face and all. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot going they on. They put a mm-hmm. lot of effort into the suit for something that's not really used a lot. Th- that's the only appearance, I believe, of this suit. Right. Although, didn't wasn't there some sort of conference of pigmons in a later episode that I think the suit shows up in again? You mentioned it probably did, and I wouldn't. I would forget completely. That's literally ringing a bell. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. Um, Okay, so fine. Um, excuse me. The creature's benign nature gives him, gives Jeffrey Combs an idea of taking it back, 
It's a live specimen to put it on display. Of and what's great is he's like, I'm going to put you on TV. And Penguin's like, TV? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that is. Exactly. But I, I like but, it. But I like your enthusiasm. Yeah. <laughs> the launch sequence of the planes, um, when they show up as it drops out of the as it drops out of the mothership, fantastic. That was great. Yeah. Like you said, the, the design of everything that they're doing and the miniature work of what they're doing is spot on. Yeah. It's just... There's no scale, also, when the monsters are fighting initially. Right. Nothing. Nothing. Clearly two men in a suit. Yeah. And you're like, all right. There's a few shots where they use a low angle that kind of work. But they're not... They're They're not not great. No. They're not great. They're not great. So, um... And and at one point, Red King pushes the Chandler into a mountain. And you can just absolutely see... The mountain collapse and spring back forth, and you're sitting there going, yeah. "Well, that's a bad set." What you, you don't know do is Guyana is uh, where Sponge the famous, Mountains? yes, the famous Sponge Mountains of Guyana. That's where they shot this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. sure. Yeah, that's that is not that. Now we don't use them as much since we've discovered a man-made alternative. That is also where the natural deposits of airbags come from. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. Problem is, stuntmen have decimated it. Like they've just, they've just ruined the environment. Oh, God. Uh, so, like, um, it, it's the, and the, so they're like, "Come on, we have to run." And poor Pigmon just looks so put upon about the whole thing. It's like, oh, fine. Yeah, and running in this stupid Pigmon suit. Oh my God. Well. <laughs> Walking as quickly as one can is really the only way you can. Yeah, exactly. He's got a little hustle going on. He's like, oh my goodness gracious, he needs a purse. Uh, oh my goodness. Exactly. Hey, he's very put upon older British woman. Oh, oh. God. Well, I see those monsters. <laughs> then another pigmon shows up, and uh, Kenichi gets knocked off the side of the mountain. Well, what happens is right? Kenichi sees. He, he fires at the Red King. Sure. Which, of course, does nothing. <laughs> Red King hits him with his tail, knocks him clean into midair. That's what it was. Which, I'm sitting there going, okay, that makes sense. Here's, I'm good with that part. Here's the thing. How did he not see the tail coming? <laughs> You're... It's, <laughs> it's gigantic. Not arguing. Like, <laughs> and at least you just like try to like duck or hit the anything. ground, maybe. maybe. But no, it's fine. Whips him off the mountain. He becomes Ultraman. We don't see it happen. But of course. You would think. Go ahead. And they would have shown him like whipping out the beta capsule or the Zigiga Spark or whatever the hell it's called. But um, that, that was the good thing. They don't, at this point, yeah, they, don't they have didn't to. have you, to show the transformation. You're right. Because it's not, this is how you're supposed to do it. They're not selling the toy at the, I mean, no. they're probably selling the toy. Yeah. But it's not, but it's not push quite as blatantly. Yeah. But I mean, you saw every, I don't know if it's every time, but I would say a majority of the times when, Shin Hayata becomes Ultraman. They show him with the beta capsule. Yeah. Or the spoon. The yeah, the time. one time with the spoon, yeah. <laughs> By the way, he has reprised that in, in a couple of things, too. I understand. Yeah, that's I cool. Understand. I would think that he would. Yeah. And so. Um, and then we get the crew gets to see the battle. The bigger, redder king shows up while Ultraman's fighting. And now he's got to fight them both. No, he has to push and shove them. Come on, quit it. Come on. Stop. Come on. I'm going to tell mom. I'm going to tell Red Mom. Stop. 
And so, then, yeah, so they, they, they briefly double-team Ultraman-powered, uh, which is not nearly as sexy as it sounds. <laughs> nope, and nope. after being dazed by winter, the female Red King simply wanders off a cliff to her doom. Well, they even point out, it looks like they're trying to push Ultraman off, off the cliff. cliff. Right, yeah. And you're sitting there going, okay, that's prescient of what's exactly going to happen. Right. And then the Red King yeah. pulls off and you're like, yeah, I guess it was. Yeah, which wouldn't help anyway. Ultraman flies. He's fine. He, Dad, he's just like, oh, you pushed me off the, oh, look at that. You know, like, and then the male Red King is upset. Oh, they even say. The red, the big red male king is alive still. Okay, there you go. And is grieving and sorrow and loss. And Ultraman powered allows the male red king to live, feeling right, sympathy and for the monster. Pulls him back from right, the right. cliff because he was going to throw himself yep. off of the cliff. Yeah. And you're like, all right, so he's got feelings anyway. I guess. Yes, that's fine. And then so we we go back to the end and there uh, we're doing our little wrap up. And Jeffrey Combs is completely on to Kenichi Kai. Right. And, so and I bet it never comes up again. Never, ever, <laughs> ever. It, why would it? He's like, how could you get out? He's like, oh, Ultraman caught me before he said, it's like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Right. Uh, allow Ultra- me to, yeah, no, yeah, I'm not buying it. Ultraman caught me and put me so far away that it took me until now to get it. Right, yeah, he put uh, me all the way down uh, to the valley. <laughs> sure. Yeah, the quote Dr. Eagle, Right. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, that was I, I very much like this one. This one was silly enough. Yeah. The two red kings are Great. awesome suits. And to see all the monster suits so far have been spectacular. Been awesome. I give them all Super Delegate, don't break them. <laughs> don't touch you again. <laughs> Push gently. Yeah. Could you guys just sort of rub against each other, sort of slow dance a little bit? Okay, if that's yeah. what you tell me. They fight like. <laughs> have you ever seen John Candy dance, where he's kind of like, like the moving the hands a little bit, yeah. just shuffling the just hands about it. Yeah, that's how they fight. <laughs> it's like two giant John Candies rubbing up on yes. each other. Also, yes. not as sexy. Not as but, sexy. Uh, <laughs> <sounds>. Oh god. <clears throat> but yeah, so we're gonna be back tomorrow with the dark past. Sure. And um, you know, for more of that, please tune in. Uh, rate, review, subscribe, all that stuff. Um, this is a holiday time of the year. Things can be uh, difficult. So 988, if you need it, someone will talk to you the all the time. The Prevention Helpline. Absolutely. Right. Yeah, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. The world is better with you in it. So on behalf of the Science Patrol, I am Rich Conner. I'm Pat Rooney. Sally Forth, you guys. Take care, everybody. Bring back Bach. Music for this podcast is provided by Terminal Sunburn. Visit terminalsunburn.bandcap.com. Post-production by Casey Kittle for Faces for Radio Productions. Visit us on the web at ultramanpodcast.com or find us on Facebook. Our email address is ultramanpodcast at gmail.com. The Science Patrol can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and wherever else you find your podcasts. Please rate, review, and subscribe. Until next time, for the Science Patrol, I'm Gretchen Brooks from the Kaiju Cast.